Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Tia Johnston, and I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Hine. Thanks for tuning in today. So we've talked about this a few times on the show already, but it's been truly amazing to see the way that some pretty prominent sports figures have advocated for the Black Lives Matter movement in recent weeks. Most recently, NASCAR pretty much shocked the world when they stood behind one of their drivers, Bubba Wallace, after they found a noose hanging in his garage. It's no secret that NASCAR has a predominantly white conservative fan base, and they could have easily let what happened go unnoticed or under wraps. Um or at least not brought as much attention as they did to it, which is what we've seen from a few college football coaches with similar fan bases. So it was pretty refreshing to see NASCAR not only condemn what happened, but also call an FBI investigation in. Um, What makes the whole thing weird is the conclusion that someone just happened to fashion a garage pull rope into a noose and leave it in a random garage, Um, which Tia, to me, still feels pretty disturbing. Yeah. Um, But we have to give credit to NASCAR as an organization for responding quickly and for holding up its commitment to not allow racist symbols in its event. Yeah. I mean, the investigation took a turn and... As Bubba Wallace said in an interview, he was like, it was still a noose. I mean, even if it wasn't directed at him, I think they should still investigate that. Um, But the whole thing when, you know, the other drivers were walking around his car, I'm sure that probably pissed a lot of people off. Even NASCAR calling that investigation, I'm sure, you know, people did their fan base probably didn't like it. Um, But at the end of the day, I think they actually helped their brand in doing so. I know a lot of people who tuned in to watch Bubba race who before all this wouldn't even consider ever turning on NASCAR. And another group that's taking a stand and actually realizing the power they have are college football players. You saw Oklahoma State running back Chubba Hubbard take a stand when his head coach Mike Gundy was photographed wearing a One America News t-shirt. Um, For those of you who don't know, OAN is a far-right cable channel. Does not look good in the midst of everything that's going on. Um, And Hubbard obviously, you know, retweeted the photo and said, I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change. So sure enough, Gundy issued an apology Um, It was kind of a weird one because he had Hubbard also apologize in the video with him. So that kind of got a little bit of criticism. But um, he also said that it has taught him to really take a look at himself and listen and learn from and develop deeper relationships with his players. So Mike Gundy does not have a great reputation as far as like the type of person he is. So I'm so happy that Hubbard finally came out and said, hey, this isn't how it's going to be anymore. Something needs to change. I agree. Uh, And, you know, I guess even though it's an apology is too little too late, uh, you know, Gundy has shown that he will stand by his players in the past. My personal favorite Mike Gundy moment is the I'm a man, I'm 40 video. So obviously, like, so obviously, like, he's at least taking a learning from the situation. And I hope trying to take steps to learn how to stand by, especially his black players on his team. Very similar situation was Clemson players calling out one of their assistant coaches for making racist remarks in the past. And a few weeks later, he was then asked to leave the program. Clemson hasn't 
exactly been great regarding all of this and standing behind their players, but I'm glad that they at least did that. So I know we talked about some other examples last week. I won't continue to list them, but it is so awesome to see these players finally realizing the kind of impact they can make beyond just their stats and physical abilities. Yeah, I would agree. One more quick note on Clemson. Like, it's got to be weird to be Trevor Lawrence right now, right? Like, say what you will about him and his flowing locks, but... (laughs) The kid, the kid stood up in the face of COVID. So Dabo Sweeney comes out and is like, we're America. We're going to kick COVID in, in the teeth. And it's like, no, that's not how viruses work. <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence is like, actually, what we're going to do is do a COVID fundraiser to support relief efforts. And then in more recent weeks, you have the situation you alluded to with the assistant coach saying the N-word during practice and Dabo basically ignoring the situation. And Lawrence stands up and is like, well, we're going to lead a Black Lives Matter protest and I'm going to do this with my teammates. So got to give him credit for like being a true leader on his team and standing with his teammates. And honestly, like it feels like taking a bigger and more mature perspective than even his head coach. Yeah. Like who's actually in charge? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently Trevor Lawrence with, again, his flowing luck. But uh, with that, I feel like it's the perfect time to segue into the two prominent sports figures that we want to highlight today who are keeping the Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter conversation going while making huge impacts off off the field and off the court. But before we get into that, we're going to take a quick ad break. So stay with us. So the first athlete that we wanted to highlight today is the one and only LeBron James. Business Week just announced that LeBron and his longtime business partner, Maverick Carter, just got a $100 million building empire that will be a maker and distributor of all kinds of content, which aims to give a voice to black creators and consumers who have been pandered to, ignored, or underserved. The company, which they named Spring Hill Co., after the Akron apartment complex where James and his mom moved when he was in the sixth grade, will give people of color the creative control that they otherwise wouldn't have due to systemic racism. And Tia, I think we may have talked about this on one of our very early episodes, but LeBron literally opened the school when he was in the process of heading to the Lakers. And it was around the same time that Ohio State suspended Urban Meyer for his role in the scandal involving Zach Smith. And I remember thinking in that moment that you know, you really shouldn't count sports figures as heroes for what they do on the field, but for what they do in their communities. And I think that's something that we're seeing with the players we've mentioned on the show so far and so many more. For sure. I think, and I think LeBron is almost leading that and our next athlete who we will get to, but it's so awesome to see what he's doing for a city that's so close to us in Akron. And he also told Business Week that Yeah, his company is going to create more opportunity for these creators, but it's also going to allow them to tell their stories to people who need to hear them, which is equally as important. He said, when you grow up in a place like where we were, no matter how talented you are, if you don't even know that other things exist, there's no way for you to ever feel empowered because you're like, I'm confined to this small world. So that's his duty is exposing these people to stories that you know resonate with them i mean when you think about black kids especially getting exposed to more and more people who look like them doing amazing things like lebron said that's empowering and it's so important to empower these kids before the world slowly but surely tears down their self-worth 
Um, so yeah, you love to see it. And now on to our second athlete we want to highlight for the 10th time on this show is, you guessed it, New Orleans Saints and former Ohio State safety Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, Malcolm Jenkins is so wonderful. And we've talked about him on the show a lot, but that's because he is in the media almost every week for yet another amazing thing that he has said or done. Last week, it was announced that he was joining CNN as a contributor, becoming the first pro athlete to do so while still on a roster. A few days later, the ESPYs came out with a Black Lives Matter video, which opened with Jenkins. And uh, Rob King, who's a senior VP of content at ESPN, said, we asked ourselves whose voice might resonate most in a show set to air at such a crucial moment in our nation national discourse on racial equality and police police brutality, excuse me, which is when Malcolm came on the scene as the creative force behind the project. So the video starts off with Jenkins calling on athletes to take stands, and he's followed by a montage of sports and entertainment stars calling for action, clips of police brutality, protests, and powerful imagery. We'll link to it because words really don't do it justice. You just have to watch it. Malcolm has been lobbying national and state lawmakers for criminal justice reform for years now. This is his life work, and that is a lot to say when he is also an incredibly talented NFL safety Um, I went to a protest he led in Philly, and I watched his perfectly on-point message to Drew Brees. I just think ESPN hit the nail on the head when they chose Malcolm to be the brains behind this project. I know that we have a long, long way to go in our fight against racism, but seeing guys like Malcolm and LeBron, college athletes like Chubba and Seth Towns, even NASCAR using their platforms like this, it's inspiring to say the least. So I think we will leave you with that. Don't forget to watch Malcolm's video if you haven't already. And yeah, that's all we have for you today. Meredith, want to start the shout outs? Sure. So I wanted to give a shout out to my neighbor, Brett. So if you remember from a way earlier show, uh, we were talking, I think it might have been with Alexis, maybe about how when you're a lady and you're a sports fan, people, especially dudes, try to quiz you on your sports knowledge. And there I was sitting on a patio because they're open in Chicago now. um, And I was talking with Brett and his girlfriend, Misty. And I was telling a story about like a time when I was in a bar and watching a football game and dudes were being kind of creepy. And Brett goes, oh, I bet they were trying to quiz you on sports, weren't they? And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I love Um, that he's aware. I know. And he was like, God, I hate when, you know, guys do that. It's like, you know, you have a lady who's clearly interested in sports. Why is your first motivation to start quizzing them on everything that they do? Um, And he said the same thing like happens with video games because I guess his girlfriend's kind of into video games and like, you know. All of a sudden, it's like, well, what do you do in this level of Call of Duty? It's like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I just enjoy it. Like, leave me alone. Um, So really appreciate that, you know, there's recognition there that there's a problem. And yeah, love that. (laughs) I know you texted me that your neighbor said that. And I was like, wait, is it a guy or a girl? Because if it's a guy, (laughs) I'm like so pumped about this. Thanks, Brett. (laughs) Let's see. I am going to shout out my cousin. She is in law school and she we have a very close family and I am really not one to bring up touchy subjects and my family is overwhelmingly like on the same page in terms of like politics and the Black Lives Matter movement but um you know we have 
great aunts and uncles who aren't exactly there, and they will post, you know, questionable things on Facebook, and she is doing the whole talk to your family about these hard conversations, and she is commenting on everybody's posts with, like, you know, things that should be said to them, and I just really admire her for that, and she is constantly posting on her own social media as well, which is... Harder to do, honestly, than I thought it would be to, like, keep the conversation going, especially now that it's kind of sadly dying down and I have to consciously remember to keep the conversation going. So shout out to everybody that is able to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's tough to be talking to your family. I I understand. So yeah. mad props to her for having the courage to do that. Right. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at Tia Johnston underscore, Meredith at Meredith Hine, and the site at LandGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks!